I was in the tunnel at the back when Arsenal playing Man United. You know where it kicked off with Gary Neville and Patrick. You were right, right for that right, game. I was right in the tunnel. Where Roy yeah. King was like, "You're not yeah. a very nice person." No, no, no. no. <laughs> Listen, I play for Birmingham, and I'm a blue nose. Don't like it, like, can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy that I'm still here, but I'm sad that this thing was. It happened that it took away my career from me. Hi, I'm Emma Jones. And I'm Kate Curd. And this is a stripped Christmas special brought to you by William Hill. Yep, in this show we chat to celebrity guests and get nostalgic, looking back at the retro kits that made us fall in love with a game. We certainly do. Our guests pick four shirts that tell the story of their lives. The first one, the haunted one, the unforgettable one, and finally, the named one. Right, don't forget to like and subscribe. You know Santa would want you to. <laughs> Wood. This is getting weird already, isn't it? Uh, today's guest grew up at Arsenal during the Invincibles era and then went on to play for Birmingham and Bolton, as well as winning more than 30 caps for the England under-21s. It is Fabrice Mwamba! What's hey, going on, bro? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. You've brightened up the studio already. I had to, innit? I'm yeah. going to bless the studio. A hundred percent, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Do you know what I love as well, Fabrice? You heard it's a Christmas special, so yeah. you're rocking the red. Yes, yeah. yeah. Getting festive. To, you know, it's Christmas. It's all about colourful stuff. So, like I didn't bring the green jackets, but I went for the, <laughs> for the red one today. Are you a fan of Christmas? Yes, I, I love Christmas. I think since I, since I stopped playing, I enjoy Christmas more. Because I get to spend time with the kids and I get to eat as much yeah, as yeah. I like and do what I want to do. Yeah, because when you're playing, you basically, yeah. Christmas doesn't really exist. No, does Christmas it? does ex exist because you train in the morning and then you have like train in the morning and have a dinner with your family, then you go back wait, to the wait, hotel. Wait, wait, wait. So, what time do you wake up on Christmas Day when you're playing? Like, it's a normal day, yeah, but eight o'clock, half nine, you're in the training ground, 10 o'clock, you're training, 11 o'clock, you go home, and then you come back again at six o'clock in the evening and you stay together and then you play the next match the next day. They really make you wear that oh, turkey off, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what turkey? He probably had a slither. <laughs> Do you, yeah, as a player, are you allowed a full roast? No, no, no. So what would you have when you... You were... just have a, like a normal meal, but not as heavy as everybody else. Do you have, did you have so, Yorkshire pudding? No, no, no. No gravy? No. no. Roast potatoes? You have a game the next day, so you're not going like... You're well, not, not to... even like a little bit of gravy? You know, you have a game the next day, <laughs> so you can't go full on. Just... Sorry to slightly digress, but just talk us through your roast then, your Christmas dinner. <laughs> it just, I wouldn't have like any Christmas. I just have a normal meal. So like pasta, pasta and, and all that kind of stuff. On Christmas I, Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're wearing the hat, the, <laughs> everything, like you got a little... Like you, as I said, you have breakfast in the morning with every, like your family and you open the Christmas present. And at 11 o'clock, you make your way to the, to the training ground and you train and have a dinner with everybody else. Then you come home, then you sit down with your family. In the evening, you go back to the in the stadium or the hotel where you meet up, have wow. a dinner, and then that's it. That's it. There's no, there's no magic trick on it. Oh wow! So, but do you like ever make up for that afterwards, like uh, at another period of time? I mean, it, it, it depends. If you're out of the FA Cup, so around about Easter time, yeah, yeah, but a week or two weeks off, so which means you get to spend more time with the family. Oh, I see. So, do you have your Christmas dinner then? I mean, <laughs> she's just focused on Yorkshire pudding. When do you have yeah, your Yorkshire yeah. puddings? <laughs> I mean, when you're that. When you're out there, then you mean if you're safe, but if you're 40 point, which means you're 90% yeah, safe, yeah, yeah. and then you add the FA Cup, then you can have a two weeks off with your family and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But before that, it's just, just you're literally locked in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is hard, man. It requires a lot is of. It? It so especially especially of the guys now come back from the World Cup, they don't have no time, is it? So no, from, of course. No, no, no. Yeah. They've got like four days and then they're four back. Four days and then back and back again. And I think the first game is the 31st of December, I believe. 
Some yeah. of them are playing, but yeah. I think there's a couple like Carabao Cup games. Oh, yeah. that. And that so. turnaround, you'd think that, you know, if you've been out in Qatar playing at the World Cup, yeah. you'd want to have something like a Christmas dinner to look forward to when you get back, before you get back into Premier League action, wouldn't you? But they haven't even got that bit to get no, excited they, about. No, they, they don't. But, you know, as I said, it, but at the same time, they're in the most privileged position mm. right now. So you're playing for your country. You're in, you know, the best, the best tournament in the world. You've got to enjoy and make the most of it. So, you know, that part of it is it's the last part. Well, Fabrice, before we crack on and get your first football shirt, I uh, I just want to talk to you about your moves because obviously we're here, we're in our festive jumpers. Mm -hmm. um, Christmas time. Yeah, we are loving it. And I know that you do love Christmas because yes. I saw a clip of you on the Strictly special at Christmas time. Your hips are smooth. <laughs> <gasps> Fabrice, um, have you seen it? Where, where, where did you pick up these moves, bro? I'm Congolese, isn't it? Just okay. Like... <laughs> As somebody... He's like, they were natural. Genetics. A, uh, I mean, when they asked me, I wasn't sure about it. I was like, oh, my wife's like, why not just go and do it? It's just one off. I was like, all right. Then what, what, what surprised me, the intense of practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you're every day, isn't it's it? every day, like nine to five, just for that five minutes. Performance. Oh, but what a five minutes. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who is the most rigid dancer in the yeah. world, I watched in envy. Your hips are unbelievable, <laughs> Fabrice. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't Do you know the only yeah. reason I'd want to yeah. do Strictly is yeah. to wear them flowery shirts and stuff, right? Hey, you know, you know the funny <laughs> thing about it? You don't practice on a stage to the day before the day on the, on a day. So okay. You, you never practice on with the band during the whole week. You Why? Uh, I don't know why. Well, it's a but, budget. So you just you just practice <laughs> you, just, you just practice in the gym in the gym, and the day before the the day of the the performance, that's when you practice with the with the band and everything. And your brain can literally just freeze. You forgot everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But like, do you, do you do you practice in like the tight outfits and stuff? No, you, you don't do that either. So you're in tracksuit, but I'm doing it all, and then all, the next day. And then the day of when you when you perform, that's when you wear everything. Oh, I'm finished if so. I do something like that. My trousers are ripping and that's <laughs> It's, it's hot. I don't, don't know do how that. you. I don't know how you don't. Get what, what what helps is that because they've got people who's ready to alter your your trousers or whatever, you'll be able to do it. But you what know. about the shoes that they get you to wear? Do you have to? They're uncomfortable as well. You? Yeah, they, they they're not your normal shoes. You know, put it that way. They've oh, got yeah. a heel at the top of it, the back of it as well. What was the most challenging thing that you had to do on there? Did, we, did you have to do any proper big lifts and stuff? No, nah, it, it it's the, the beginning when I opened the door for her and I had to slide. <laughs> but I had to put like a knee pad on there so it looked like he's smooth, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's a, I said, but it did look smooth. Did it's... you ever do any knee slides like that when you were playing? <laughs> Not really. No. But it's, it's too... I think because you think about it too much and when you're in that moment, yeah. it's just like you have to act quickly. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you forget you know, what you're doing, you know? So it's one of the... The best thing you do when you stop playing football is pretty fun. Put it that way. What the, what the, you heard it here, here first. The, one of the best things you do when you retire after yeah, football yeah. is strictly come down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you're, you're away. That's, what, that's the one. That is what Neymar is looking to do now, when he retires. Look, you're away from your comfort zone. You're away from your mate, and you're doing something they've never done before, and you're wearing absolutely different costume every single know, week. It's mad, isn't it? And you're like, this is you can't ask what, anymore. What footballer do you want to see do strictly come down? Who do you think would be amazing and who do you think would be terrible at it? I'd love to see Harry Maguire to do <laughs> Just No, I mean, like, listen, you'd be very surprised what people can do. You, well, we're going to call him Twinkle Toes Maguire. I'm, I'm not getting involved in that part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm can we start out. a petition? When Maguire retires, we're getting him on Strictly. Um, I hope so. Can I just ask, what did you find more difficult, training for that or football training? Training for that. Really? Yeah. Because you're learning... 
dances that you never learned before. Yeah, 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 I suppose, I suppose. So to learn, and like, also there's less people, so less, yeah. yeah, so it's just you but and then, your partner. You can't hide when you make a mistake. Oh, I see, I see. You I see what I mean? So you, you see when you were playing though, did they have all these like stats? To, you know, like the, the things that footballers yeah, have now? Yeah. That where they've got like, it, it measures how fast they're running, yeah. how much they're running. Did you have those back when you were playing? I, we didn't worry about the GPS picked it up straight away from the pitch. Okay, but not mm. during training, because during now training. they wear it during training as well. But then that also can be deceiving in the same, in the same point where somebody can run very quickly in, in a game, in training, looks very mm. busy, but in a game, don't do half of that. So you, you'll be like, whoa, it doesn't make any sense then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you can wear it and show that you are working so hard in training, but why you don't do that in a game? Was there people that like you trained with that never really used to put in a lot of effort in training, but when it came to match days, yeah. they were phenomenal? They, yeah, yeah. There, there's people like that. Who was that? Like when I was coming up at Arsenal, like Dennis didn't do much. Really? Yeah, Dennis didn't do much. I think we, Arsenal knew that obviously he's getting a little bit older. So us young players we were more intense. He didn't do much. Mm -hmm. But like come match day, like you look at Dennis, like, this is a different person. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know? That's when it matters, though, isn't it? Very much so. Yeah, but you have to. You can't. You can't be just an average player doing that. If you're a Dennis <laughs> Burkamp, yeah. you've got license to do that. Everyone knows you're amazing, but you can't be like a mid-level player doing that in training. I mean, I, I, I mean, as, as as a young player, you want to inspire by people who do that every single week. But with Dennis, it's like you just switch it off and come match day. It's like boom, but it's mm. full on. You wouldn't be advising any of the players that you coach to. No, I wouldn't do that. I, 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 I expect it to, pull, to be full on. That's what I expect. Yeah. The first one. It's the shirt that made you fall in love with the game. And it's France, 1998, the World Cup shirt. There's a lot going on here. There are red and white stripes everywhere, across the front, on the collar, on the shoulders, on the sleeves. I reckon if you turned it inside out, there'd still be red and white stripes. The shirt they wore in the final has the Gallic rooster with Brazil, France, 12-07-98. That shirt symbolized a lot of things because the moment that team were picked, yeah. you knew they were quality, but we didn't know that, that level of quality that team had. It's an amazing Ama team, wasn't it? Amazing team. Was it Back Emmanuel Petit? You know, you got Petit, Lizarazu, Desai, Turam, Patrick, uh, you got even Zidane. the names sound amazing. Yeah. Robert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look how nice that comes off the tongue, Zidane. You got, you know? you got Robert, uh, you got, uh, what's his there? Um, Robert, you've got Deschamps. Yeah, it was. You, you know, the whole that team there, it's like, it gave a lot of French, I mean, French country and French colonizing country hope that you can move on to do better things yeah, and all. Yeah. And, and, and the, it's just everything about them. And, and it to, was a home World Cup as a well. A home World it? Cup yeah. as well. And to be a Brazil team that, that they used to come up with holding hands together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that shirt, just everything. That was a great World Cup as Very well. Very good I World think. Cup. That was the first one I remember. What were your memories of it? What do you remember about the atmosphere at that time? Unbelievable. Especially the head from Zidane. Yeah. Uh, the final against Brazil. Yeah. Incredible. He took off his shirt. He took off his shirt. And I think that's also when everybody noticed how good Zidane was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You when know. were you? Where were you watching that? I was in the Congo then. Oh, I was okay. in the Congo, yeah. yeah. Okay, and you were watching it at home. At home, and I said to see Zidane, and to watch Zidane, especially when you used to do the Rabona stuff. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah Come yeah. on, it's Zidane, you know. So yeah, and I and obviously, were you rooting for for France? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I think as as the tournament went got strong later on the stage of the tournament, everybody everybody went for France. Everyone, 
well, yeah. one front to do well. Well, it's, I mean, I wanted Brazil to do well, but... I mean, I might have been by myself <laughs> in that respect, but I wanted Brazil <laughs> to do well. I wanted Ronaldo to score, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I mean, also, like, nowadays, there's shows that behind the scene what the French team used to do, where they used to talk yeah. about Ronaldo. They always, especially Desai, he always say, oh, Ronaldo's always does this, always does this. Mm. It shows the amount of respect they had for Ronaldo. Of course, yeah. You know, but also, it's to say, it was a great tournament. Some team that was as well. I think Laurent Blanc was playing yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah. Barthez in goal. Yeah. 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 Barthez. Can we speak about but what a madman he was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he had something different. He was just a different goalkeeper compared to everybody. Yeah, he, he was playing out from the back before, before it was a thing. Before it was yeah. a thing. Yeah. He yeah. was like, it was like sometimes too much. <laughs> yeah, it was so comfortable to the point where, like, even the way he stand was so far ahead of the the, the goal. But it was it was great. Was Anytime I see a goalkeeper in short sleeves, I know they're on stuff. <laughs> like they're, they're 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 like it's like you're an Arsenal fan, isn't yeah. it? Like seeing Ramsdale with his with a short sleeve on, I know the guys. He's gonna put in a shift. <laughs> Can we talk about Ramsdale quickly? <laughs> yeah, go on then. I think it should be number one for England. Really? Yeah. Do yeah. you why why do you say why? that? Are we picking, if you're picking people based on performance, I don't see many who's done well as him. If, we, if we're picking based on performance alone, mm. he's shaking his head because he's, we're picking performers, not be picking... No, 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 I'm... I'm, I'm I, if we're picking performers, I think this guy deserves to be number one. Wow. No, there we go. Only also because he came from Bolton as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. A little bit of bias there. we go. There we go. Um, just paint the scene for us a little bit, if you can, Fabrice, about um, where you were. We know where you were at that time mm -hmm. um, during France 98. But what was life like for you? I, I, I obviously, I grew up in, in the Congo and my father is, is, is a politician. So we were, I had a very good upbringing, went to very good school. Um, but it's very much of a, because your father is a politician, you're easy to become a target. Yeah. Because if the new regime coming over, the number one priority is to get rid of everybody from the old regime. Mm. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough that my dad, once he knew that things were happening, he almost left the country beforehand. And we had to adjust life away from, obviously, away from him. And um, you know, it was more of a just changing from a lot of things, from where we live to where we had to move to somewhere else different so that we can just be in, in the safer area. So yeah. at that point, you, you, you weren't with your dad when you were no. watching? No, 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 no. He was already up in England already. So what was it like being reunited with him? Um, I mean, I mean, as, 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 as a father myself, and it's always hard because you spend a, lot, a couple of years away from him. Yeah. And, and, you know, to meet up again after so many years, it's just one of the best And this was before life. Zoom or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was before anything. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't know what to expect. But for him to bring me here, my, my sibling, obviously, to give us opportunity to come to this country and uh, to make the most out of it, I couldn't ask, I couldn't thank him anymore anyway. Yeah. So for me... Where did you move to when you came here? Straight? I lived in Wolfram still. Oh, sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took you from they took you from a war zone to Walthamstow. You I know mean... what? Walthamstow was, was better back then to what it is now. <laughs> yes. Walthamstow was better back then. Yeah. So, In those years, was it about seven years? Yeah. You, what was that like without your dad? Did you was there no contact at all for no. Greece? Well, all, all, he, he only spoke to my mom, and she would lay the medicine to us. Okay. Uh, I think she would try to protect us of just think. Something's wrong happened to him. And I think any mother would do that. They mm -hmm. just want to protect the children away from everything. So it was just she was just saying, oh, I suppose you're dead today. He said this, he said this, he said this, that, that's it. 
But I was so fully school football. I didn't really mind what was happening as long as we were safe. Did they like the fact that you played football even back then? Did they think it would lead to nah, a career? You know what? I I never really thought I'd become a professional footballer. Really? really? No, 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 no. What did you think you'd become? Because in most African family, your number one priority is if my children become a doctor. Or lawyer. Lawyer or, yeah. or a businessman. Yeah, That's yeah. similar to me. And even when I moved to England, my dad was like, it's school. In yeah. Dauphin House after, you know. And the only way I was able to convince my dad is all if was I got my grade right. That's all I was playing football. Other than that, it was not good. So if you didn't do football, what would you be? God knows. <laughs> <laughs> I probably, probably Doctor Fabrice Mwamba. Doctor yeah. or be a business. But beside that, it was as I said, I never thought I'd become a footballer. It just when I got into it and I started to play and I become more confident. And as, as I said, at the same time, my schoolwork was always the number one priority. What was your favourite subject? Maths. Oh man, that was my worst. Yeah, exactly the same here. I, once they started bringing letters <laughs> into it, I, I, I was, I, I was done, bro. I was done. I was done. I mean, I, I find this easy because, like, it helped me because my dad also teaches me maths and my uncle ah, teaches me maths. I see. I so see. I spend a lot of extra hours with them, and that's why. So I was it's able. in your genes. I would say genes, but it's just like <laughs> because I spend more time doing it. Are you the same with your children now? Yeah. Yeah. How I, do you? Yeah, yeah. There's no goes on. I'm not, I'm not even, that's not even non-negotiable. So, so they have to, if, if their grades ain't good. I'm paying for you to go to school and you need to come with some serious <laughs> stuff. Um, I, that's not even a joke. I'll tell you what, if I came home and I was met with that, I'd be going straight back well, to school and cracking on with my work. No, nah, but I, I'm saying you need to give them something. Mm. I, you know, I'm happy to you to do whatever you want to do, but this is the number one. No, I, I can relate to that. My, so. I, I came home with nine A starter, A starter B grades and my dad was like, why aren't they all A stars? And like he basically called me a failure. So I can, wow. <laughs> we'll, we'll not wow. talk about my grades. I can I can relate to that a lot, Fabrice. I mean, so, what would you do if you if your if your children turned around and go, I want to play football? They all play football now. Okay, but it's always school first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so if you, if you ever see them neglecting it, then it's a. Problem. I'll just take the privilege, which is football. I see. Yeah. So that's another. That's interesting. Thing. You call it a privilege be, be, yeah. because you want them to have fun. Yeah, but for you to play football and have all these things that come with it, it's a privilege. 100%. So if you can do your schoolwork, I'm more than happy for you to have that privilege. If you don't, you take away what's the most important thing, which is they love to go play football with their friends. So I'll just take away from them. I can tell what kind of manager you would be, you know. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Disciplinarian. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, right. you've got to find the balance in between anyway. So with time to have fun, we have fun. But time to, to do the work, you've got to do the work. And also, I guess that that discipline, it's probably been interwoven into you with your career yeah. and probably instilled in your children now. And actually, there's a crossover between that education and playing football. Yeah, I, I mean, even when I was even when I was playing, I used to study at Open University. So, wow. Yeah, when I was when I was playing when I moved from Arsenal to to both uh, to, to Birmingham City, because of, I say because my parents were so just schoolwork. So I enrolled myself to Open University. So I used to do, I used to do two days a week at home. Then I'll go to the University of Birmingham, go in wow. there once a week with the, with the, with the specialist. They just teach me about uh, business. That's it. Were, were you like the only player that you know? Yeah, they, they, what, you, what Open University, they contact them, say, we have a, a footballer from Birmingham. Can you just help me with schoolwork? But because in the championship, you play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, by the time I, by the time you finish on a Wednesday, I was so tired I wouldn't be able to open my eyes. Yeah, that's why I couldn't carry on with her. Oh, I see. Yeah. Were you the only sort of player that you knew that was doing that? 
No, I, no, 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 not that. I had another guy, um, um, Martin Taylor, uh, Birmingham University. He was, do, he was doing a master in, in maths, I think. Yeah, but, oh, wow. but even in a coach behind, he would have his book with him and doing work. Wow. Oh, yeah. incredible. Just revising on the way yeah. to, a, to a football. You got one matter's got master. Yeah. Company's got a master. Benteke's got a master as well, I believe. Benteke has a master's yeah, degree. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's almost like the foreigner boys, they've got education behind them. Yeah, yeah, because they probably value it a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I love that though. I have so much respect for you for doing that alongside playing. Um, just going back to this France side. Yeah. You know, you said that you never really imagined that you'd be able to play football at a professional level. Yeah. How did it feel then playing alongside some of those players years later? You know, it's, it's the most surreal experience because one minute you're like, with them, and next minute you actually, actually like in the same pitch with them, and they're calling you. They're not calling you Fab, but they're calling you Fab. You know, you're like, did you really call me Fab? Yeah. Like, oh, ladies! <laughs> you know, uh, I always remember like the first time I was able to train or cross, to go train with them. It's like it's like Christmas come early for me. Who was it that really, like, when, when, the moment they were like, oh, is that you know, what how we work as a first year scholar at Arsenal? You always wait for the first team yeah. to go across. Then you can just so if you were training with them, you come out at the same time as them. Okay. So if you train with your own team, probably come out forty-five minutes before. Sure, sure. So I wait. I was told I was training with them, so I waited a little bit longer. So the time your heart must have been going. Listen, it's, it's everything you can like. You can imagine you're thinking, how am I gonna act around these people? Do they know who I am? Blah blah. So I wait. I waited, and everybody coming in says so me come out. I like, hey, Fabrice coming in. I walked in there. First person made me feel welcome is Ashley. Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole, yeah. Ashley's, Ashley's my guy. Yeah. What What did he say to you? How did he make you feel? Be welcome? Because Ashley came through the academy. He's like, come on in, Fab. Like, yeah. He said, come, in, come on in, Fab. I was like, he know my name. <laughs> like, Ash know my name. I comes out. Like, Let me just play it down like it's nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you get across and everybody just so friendly and they make you feel welcome. And then Patrick come, tap your head. Terry mm. said, oh, you, you're new to us. I said, welcome. You know, you're like, wow. Really, this is Thierry Henry. You know? Yeah. But was there one of those players that you used to look up to and go, if I ever play with them, my, like, my, my, it's, it's, it's over, it's complete? It wasn't even that. It was almost, almost like you're training, but you almost feel like, it's surreal, it's happening to you. Like, oh, it's like yeah, yeah. this is happening. And I kid you not, like, it was 45 minutes, yeah, but it felt like two hours. <laughs> it was so intense. It was so nonstop. I'm like, I come out thinking, wow, like, once you have a taste of it, I say, I want more of this. Yeah. I, I like, I want, this is what I want for yeah. the rest of my life. Uh, you know, Thierry said to you and they call you and they would just speak to you like, you're like one of the mates. And mm. from that moment, but that day I went home and after the training, I called my best friend. I said, bruv, you're not going to believe. I said, what yeah. happened? I said, bruv, I trained with them. I said, you're lying. I said, I'm telling you. They even knew my name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you serious? I said, Fab, I'm t I am telling you. He's calling me Fab. Mm. I said, who? I said, Thierry, call me Fab. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, I said, it's like, you're almost like, that moment was like, it was like all the hard work you put in. Yeah. It's like, okay, but now I need more of this now. Were they speaking to you in French? Or yeah. He, yeah okay. and, and it makes it more easier, you know, and before training, like, you go to, we go together in the huddle and also then explain what we're doing. Mm. And they said, oh, we've got two young players, Fabrice and this, this, we're training with us. Please make them feel welcome. And this, this was a great player. <laughs> this, this was, was an amazing player. I don't think people remember and, and, him. And, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> he, made, he made it look like, it's just like from there, you're like, this is it. 
Oh, that's amazing. Did man. your relationship change with them from almost being in awe to integrating them? Now, I them think after you train probably a couple of times with them, you're like, okay, now I'm with them. Mm. Like, I'm the guy now. Not yeah. I'm the guy now, <laughs> but I can put myself out there. I yeah. can con get contact. Because before, when you train there, you're almost like scared to tackle certain people. Yeah, yeah. But then when, when they turn and say, no, you've got to be serious, you've got to tackle people. It's like, okay, then you've got did to... You, did you ever ask any one of them for their telephone number? You know, they were so... They were the, the one person that really helped a lot of young players was Thierry and Ashley. Yeah. You know, Thierry will always look after young players. Yeah. Always, especially if you're going to train with them. He always saw you out, like, you know, because obviously he... Thierry back then was probably the top five best player in the world. Yeah. So he would get, like, sort of stuff from PlayStation and Adidas, Nike. And if you train with them, they'll come and give you like a whole box of it, so you can have it. But oh, like, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley, because Ashley came through the academy, he's always look after the, the young players, the academy player. So he saw our, 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 our Christmas deal, so make sure that like, we all have the best Christmas deal for us. That's yeah. mad, you know. Imagine yeah. having like Thierry on me, like, Thierry, can I get a PlayStation? <laughs> yeah. Please, like, texting him. And imagine be, having I'm Ashley sorting out your Christmas party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine Ashley. what kind of party that would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of fun. The unforgettable one. It's Arsenal, 05, 06, the home shirt. And this is clean. The Gunners wearing burgundy. Remember, it was specially commissioned as a reference to the colours the players wore back in the 1880s when the club was formed. Pure burgundy, Arsenal badge above a gold 02 logo. Just think Henri with a white vest underneath and you're there. I played that shirt at Tybury. Um... It was last season, wasn't it? So, yeah, that was last season hybrid. We played it. I won it. It was the fourth round of Carling Cup back then. We played against uh, Reading. Um, <laughs> I knew I knew I was starting. I had about 25 tickets. So all my family <laughs> right at the top deck watched me. Uh, just full of the best feeling. You know, you always wish you played at Arsenal, but to play at yeah. hybrid, I also think I talking to you before the game. Um, to travel from the hotel to come in, the coach park outside the Highbury. Yeah, it was so a split. It was because back then it's like that small. It's yeah, a small the road steps, really, yeah, really. Yeah, and yeah. then you go in there, and then all that to walk in there, you see your number, number forty-four, all that stuff. So it's uh, yeah, I, that shit. It's uh, the marble, marble arch, whatever it is yeah. they call it. It uh, it um yeah, that shit definitely, definitely one of the special one. Yeah. You spoke then about Arsene Wenger. What was he like with you? Arsenal is a great guy. I've got huge respect for Arsene. Um, with Arsenal, Arsene, when you speak to Arsene, so if he said to me, hello, how are you? Yeah. How are you? See that gap in between? Yeah. That's what Arsene does to you. So you're almost like, so can I talk? Did you didn't know what to do. Like, oh my God, it's Fabrice Mamba said, hello, how are you? So you're yeah. like, can I talk or can I not talk? But yeah. is that that? Yeah. He's a good listener. And, uh, and Arsenal, we, Arsenal will tell you, if he doesn't feel like you're not into it, just tell you like my feeling. Do you know what I realized? You know, I saw a picture of Arsene Wenger topless recently. Don't, don't oh, ask God. What were you Googling? Yeah, don't worry about my search history, yeah? <laughs> but he's still got a six pack, right? That guy is in his 70s and he's still yeah. got a six pack. And that shows a level of discipline. Did he show that to the players as well? Yeah. Like, did he expect that from you lot? Yeah, with, with, with Arsene, you know, he would tell you once or twice. And the third time, what didn't want to, to go again over it. It's just, that's it, he would just dismiss you like that. Wow. That's the yeah. Arsenal will tell you once or twice, and after that, it won't even. It won't Cause he, he was very strict when it came to like diet. Diet. And stuff like oh that. yeah. Yeah. What was what was that like? I, I mean, your fat percentage should be around about nine eleven at that level, and he expected to be in and around there. 
So if you're coming around about 12, you won't be happy. Wow. And that's much detail Arsene went into making sure that everybody is looked after. You wouldn't be happy with me then? No, it would not. <laughs> or me. Although I've got a six pack under here somewhere. <laughs> um, you know. How long would it give you to drop that 1%? It's, it's all dependent on people's body. But as I said, every, every, every day we're coming in, we'll do our urine sample. We give our urine sample every yeah. day. We weigh in every day. And, and then we'll do our fat percentage every day. Do you think because of your upbringing, you almost probably respected him even more for that kind of ethos? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it does help. It does help a lot, obviously, my upbringing. And I feel like because you see the benefit of it, as a, besides, besides we away from football, I feel like if you put the same mentality towards it, to football, mm. you reap the benefits. Well. So you see with Wenger, he obviously, there must have been a time where he told you, Fab, you're going to play at Highbury, mm -hmm. or first game. What was that conversation like? Did he did he bring you into his office, or was it on a football field? Like no, what, what happens is that we, um, we, we train, everybody trained during the week. We knew Arsenal had a game on, on, on a Saturday, and then uh, we had a Carling game on, Carling Cup game on Tuesday. Yeah. So what tends to happen is that, which if we had a game on Tuesday, people come in on Sunday, train, yeah, and with a little bit of training on Monday, and then get ready for Tuesday. Yeah. So it will put a list up. You know, there's a first team who'll be playing on a Saturday, and the B team coming on on Sunday. This is what I expect to you. So my name, because because I was in the reserve, my name my name never really into the, my name never appeared on any of this thing. Yeah. The couple of days before that, I, I walked in the change room, B B list. At the bottom, last name, my name. I was like, okay. I'm not, I'm not reading too much. I was like, I'm just going to go and train. That's it. You just make up a number, you know? Yeah. And then, we, you know, Sunday, we, we did possession and then stop. This is how we're going to line up on, on Tuesday. You, 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 you. It's like oh, 11 of us. Hey, as I inside, inside 11 people. So I want you to play this, this, this. So in my head, I'm thinking, so at that point, you're not even hearing what like, he's saying. Is Arsene saying, I'm going to play, or is he like, like he's saying? So we set up, and so he's like, okay, this is getting serious now. And then, you know, we travel down to, I mean, we travel down to the hotel and team talk. This is how they start in 11. Arsene, name you. I'm like, oh my God, this is where it gets. <laughs> you're like, oh, 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 oh. So after I named everybody, so what, what I decided to do, I went all around the change room. Can I have your ticket? Can I have your ticket? Can I start collecting everybody's ticket? So I go about everybody's ticket because you get, I think you get two, two tickets yeah. per person. So I go everybody's ticket and obviously I call friends and family and say, listen, I'll be, my dad, I told my dad I'll be playing and everything else. So that's how I say it happened. Incredible. You just started texting everybody like, I'm playing. Mate, it's a, it's a, I said, I'm like a kid that day, man. Seriously. <laughs> One of the best feelings in the world. What were your family like as well that day? Because if you've got tickets for all of them, it's because you walk you walk out Highbury and obviously you got the director box and they were next to the director box. It was small, wasn't yeah. it? So you could see everybody. You can see every, I can see everyone, everyone there. It was so close to the to the fans in that yeah. stadium as yeah. well. The pitch was so close as well. The atmosphere must have been crazy. No, it's, it's inc incredible because I, you know, I was a I was a ball boy, uh, Arsenal against Real Madrid. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in the tunnel by the back when. Arsenal playing Man United, you know where it kicked off with Gary Neville and Patrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. You I were, was, you were right for that game. I was right in the tunnel. Well, Roy Keane was like, "You're not a yeah. very nice person." No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. hey, you know what? It was so tactical, Patrick, because he waited for 
for Gary to walk past. He waited, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just he waited. Still for lost 4 2, though. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Fabrice, you made two first team appearances yeah. for Arsenal. When you left, did you think that you should have been given more chances, really? To leave Arsenal was the best decision for me at that particular time. Because I, I, I went from, you know, just training to actually going to Birmingham City to actually being a number one player in the team in terms of like being a starting eleven, mm. And that's probably the best decision I ever made in my life mm. in terms of football decision. I always, always tell young players, if you have opportunity to go out on loan, don't even think about it twice, regardless of what level it is, because it will teach you so much about yourself. And to move to Birmingham, I went from obviously being my mum and dad at home to have my own place, so which means I had to learn how to look after a lot of, say, you know, council tax, bills, all that kind of stuff. Those stuff they don't teach Laundry. You. Laundry. <laughs> yeah. You know, all that kind of, they don't teach you at school, they don't teach mm -hmm. you in the academy. It's when you're actually out there, that's when you realise the importance of it. You know, and obviously Birmingham to London is about an hour and 30 minutes, so I used to come down every single weekend just to make sure that I've got food in my fridge, I've got a lot of stuff to sort it so. You know there's supermarkets in Birmingham, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I think your, your mum's food is always tasty better. Yeah, yeah, no. so what I, did your mum used to bring for you? What would you call Just it? everything that I liked, especially the Congolese food. So I wanted to have it on my fridge so that I know after training I can, you know. And then I just say uh, going to Birmingham was the best decision. What was the difference in facilities like? Oh, the 19 days. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, you, like, you were going yeah, from like, yeah, state-of-the-art stuff know, like, to like... <laughs> You went from five star to two star. <laughs> and again, that's 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 when it plays in your mind. You can even go there and act like a big time Charlie. You say, oh, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm not used to this. Yeah, yeah. Or you say, you know what? I'm ready for this. Like whatever it is, we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. You know? But the first time it hit oh, you. Oh, it hit me different. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you're like, you know, we in Arsenal, we had a massive change room and, and everybody had on lockers, a space. This one here, everybody next to each other. Okay, yeah. you know it's very small. No time. Bluetooth speaker. No, you, have to you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, it was just like you, you're like you either you either buckle up and get ready for it, or you just sink right there and then. And you chose to embrace it. Oh yeah, it, it was great. Obviously, I had, uh, you know, obviously Steve Bruce was the manager then. You got Karen Brady, um, David Gold, uh, David O'Sullivan, top people. I mean, they, 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 were, they were good towards me, so I've got a huge respect for them. The Haunted One. It's the shirt that brings back bad memories. And for Fabrice, it's Aston Villa 0708, the home shirt. It's a classic. The Villa claret with light blue sleeves and claret trim. Nike logo, Villa badge, that's it. Listen, I play for Birmingham and I'm a blue nose. Don't like Villa, can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> we, want, we want the truth. <laughs> I, if you can, we might bleep it out. <laughs> We call him Villa. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I just, you know what? Martin and Neil had a very good team, and it just happened that that team was very good. You've got Young Gabby, you've got uh, Ashley Young, you've got John Cru John Cruz. I remember Ashley Young in yeah. that kit. When I, when uh, I, when I look at that you know, football shirt, it's Ashley Young you've that comes. Got in. Gareth Barry, you've got Martin Petrov, Stephen yeah. Petrov. Uh, very good team. Very, very good team. It just happened that they were Aston Villa team. You know, my first derby against them, you don't realise how much this means, obviously, Birmingham yeah. and Aston Villa. Mm. They're very close. They're very hate. They don't like each other. It's it's huge, isn't it? I yeah. think people don't understand. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably one of the biggest derbies in this Everywhere country. you walked in town, they would just remind you, just make sure you get one over the Villa. 
They don't like them. They don't like them. What happened if you lost? We lost the game. I don't know, but like, what's that feeling? You uh, can't go into town. I mean, uh, you're literally on lockdown for a couple of days. You really? Not, yeah, I literally, I got training and go home straight away. Wow. Yeah, it's not even... Does that affect your mood way more than yeah. when it's not a derby? Yeah. Because it's, because it's so, you're so close to each other and you know how much it means to the fan. Mm. You know how much people talk about it on a Monday morning at work yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And to lose against, to be fair, they were a very good team. 5-1, wasn't it? 5-1. You know, yeah, that's not a that's not easy derby. Yeah. That's not easy to, to lose, you know. At the time, this is when Gabby just broke into the scene. And this guy was so quick and I mean rapid. And it just Yeah, I think for us. kids nowadays, they don't realise Gabriel Bonlaho, what, what he really was when he was playing. What that the speed he had, how was it to deal with? And the thing about Gabby, he's not just speed, he's very strong as well. Is it? Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a certain footballer, yeah. When they come close to them, you you know when you like you feel somebody yeah. like, you know what, yeah, I've got this. But the same thing when you feel like, nah, solid. Like, this is, this is yeah. not normal. It is Gabi, there's Yakubu. Oh, that's yeah. not normal. He's not, this is, that's, that's, that's a no go zone. Really, yeah, like, yeah. You're not going there. Patrice Evra looks a bit like that as well. Patrice is there, but I think with Yak, he's not, that's even not negotiable. You know, I'm telling you that now. Really? He yeah. can just put him like that. You're not going past that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. wow. And he look like, those guys look like they don't go to the gym. Is even naturally just like that. Just solid. Solid. Do you know who I used to look at? Like Clarence Seydorf. He like, looked, yeah, yeah. He, he looks I, solid. Yeah, even when you look at him now, yeah. now he, looks, he still looks yeah. solid. Yeah. Just, like, just kind of naturally stacks. Yeah. 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 And Jakub is like that. You're, you're literally like, if he's saying you're staying there, you're not going anywhere. So how do you play against a player like that? Just, you just have to try your best. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just make sure they don't catch like, you. Like, 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 like physically, you're going to you're gonna try to get on top of them, but it's very difficult. Yeah. Because they're so mobile and they're so physically strong. They always find a way to come out of it. And of course, in a derby, if you're yeah. playing against players like that, where it's going to be a physical game. And with, with, with Gabby, because he was so quick as well. You remember when yeah. Gabby broke, broke into the scene? Yeah, yeah. How quick this guy was, and he was just flying. Yeah. All you had to do is just play the ball behind, he would just run after it. But was there one in particular that you always looked, used to look at and go, ah, oh, not today, man. You know, <laughs> there, there's always a footballer where I left home thinking, I knew it was good, but I didn't know it was that good. Okay. Yeah. But like, wow. Really? And I mean, and I mean, like, you go home thinking, this guy is very good. Yeah. But like, scores. Yeah. And the one who surprised me, I kind of, I think I was like, oh yeah, I can handle it, is Gerard. Really? When Steven <laughs> took off in terms of running like full speed, you're like, is this, this is proper footballer here. Yeah. yeah he is full on. And I mean, it took off like, you're like, okay, this What is. goes through your head at that point? Because... So you either... <laughs> there's two ways. You either foul him. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only way you can think of. I'm just, I'm just going to put my body across him. Just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you just lose the race. Yeah, But yeah. when Gerard took off, I'm like, wow, he's quick. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, at that time in Birmingham, you, you had Bentner as well, innit? There was a few yeah. other Arsenal players, was it? So we went... Doing myself, Nicholas, and Seb Larson. Seb was just retired two weeks ago, Seb. Uh, Nicholas, my guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my guy, man. That's my wingman. Oh, is yeah, it? That's my What's guy, he yeah. like? You know, Nicholas is misunderstood. But if you get to sit down with Nicholas, you actually think, wow, I didn't know you had this side of him. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is, is that side? Tell us what that side is. He's my wingman. I mean, wingman, wingman. He's my wingman. Especially on the night out, he's there for you. He, he, it will, is that brave that he will go speak to anyone? Okay. Anyone. 
he's like that. And he's a, he's a lovely guy, lovely guy, seriously. And also, this Scandinavia, yeah, as you can see, Zlatan, they have got so much confidence about themselves. Yeah. And he's like that as well. Oh, lovely. He, 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 you'd have to tell him he's good looking. He said, I know I'm good looking. Just say. He said, I know I'm good looking. You don't have to tell me that. <laughs> I'm Nicholas, which you expect. I bet that's quite empowering to be around, though, actually. No, but it's just, if you know him, you'd be like, yeah, that's yeah. Nicholas. He's fine. But it said, he's a, such a nice guy. Well, so it, it was nice having him there. Oh, yeah, you, because my apartment faces his apartment. Okay. So we like see each other most of the time. Would so, you like wake up in the morning and be like, oh, yeah. and then like I'm like, oh, what time are you going to training? So yeah, I'll meet you downstairs. So we just I'll make downstairs it will be there in front of the car. Who drives? He drives. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you were in charge of the tunes and that. No, nah, he just drives and I was just <laughs> tired. I was just in the morning, you don't want to talk to anybody, just So what was it like obviously when you lot got relegated? Because you had to leave, mm. wasn't it? Was it, it, were it you sad? Obviously, like, you know, we had a good season, but it was unfortunate it would just come short. And to get relegated, it's one of the worst feelings. In football, seriously. Yeah. Because everywhere you go, you've been reminded you're the worst team in the league that year. Yeah. And, you know, you almost like shut down. I, that, I remember when, you know, that last game, I went home, I was by myself, my house. I almost wanted this, just the earth, the ground to open and swallow me so that nobody get to see me. Seriously, it's over. Would people, you know, when you're going about your business day to day, would fans remind you of that quite openly in the street and stuff? No, they wouldn't open me. They wouldn't remind me of that. They just say, well, no, you had a good time at Birmingham City. Mm. But I, I mean, and then once you have a taste of playing the Premier League, <laughs> and another Premier League team said to you, you know what, we want to take you over, it's very hard to say no. Of course, because then you're like, you're I like, want to play in. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you want to play against the Chelsea, the United, and all that stuff. Because so. I think people don't understand how hard the championship is as well. You said that's a that's a different ball game. Oh, that it's one there. gritty. Very it's hard. Ruined. Yeah. Very very hard. You know, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday. Listen. And it's so physical, isn't physically, it? Physically, physically, physically demanding. Uh, you moved on to Bolton. Yeah. What was it like there? What was that phone call like when you? And, and I mean, did, did you jump at the chance to play with for big for for Bolton? Yeah, because you was like okay, another chance to play in the Premier League. You couldn't say no. Yeah. What was did, Big Sam? No, Sam left. Was yeah. Gary Mixon? Okay. But what they don't tell you about Bolton is how much it rains over there. <laughs> <laughs> She'll tell you. <laughs> Listen, you walked out there, you thinking, okay, you go from London, it's sunny, yeah. Birmingham, a little bit sunny. You go up north, it's grey. And I mean grey. Not all year round. Not all year round. I'd like to point out. We do get at least a we week's do. worth of sunshine. I think because where Bolton is and everything's coming from Ireland, go across there, it is. Literally. Mm. If you're not ready for it, <laughs> listen. It, was it was it was that as much of a jump going from Arsenal to Birmingham and Birmingham to Bolton? Yeah. Which one was the bigger if you go from Birmingham to Bolton it was a big jump. Because you walked in the change room, you've got people like Kevin Davis, Kevin Nolan, UC Escalona, okay. Those guys all they know is we want to win at all costs. Yeah. And I mean at all costs. There's no, we're not budgeting, we just say, if you mean. Good mentality. Yes. And it's a, and I walked in there, it was proper men change room. Proper really? change room, yeah. Proper how, did, room. how did that make you feel? Small. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Did you get you? Because you don't strike me as someone that gets intimidated. No, no, I mean, listen, you walked in there, right? You were like, okay, you know, I play, this is me a year playing the Premier League. You walked in there, the people playing Premier League for seven years. And they all run the place. So you're yeah, in there, yeah, like, yeah. okay, I need to. But then we had a Juf, Eladi Juf. Yeah. You know, Juf, people have the perception of what Juf it is. When you get to sit down with him thinking, why you act the way you act? It's a completely different person. Yeah, yeah. You know, such a, like, top, top you, in every team, you need the Juf in your team. 
Yeah. You, you need him. Just for the hairstyles. Not just that, because <laughs> Drewfy knows, like, if we're winning 1-0, yeah, we know who to waste time. So we'll put the ball to Drew. Drew will waste time. Someone that could do the dirty the work. The dirty work. Yeah. And we'll get, we'll get the, the fan, we'll get the back of the fan. Yeah, we'll yeah. get the back of the other team. Yeah. You know, you need him in the change room. And yeah. also, he's a funny guy. You need always to have a Drew's always up for Was he pleasure. the funniest one you played? Always. With? Always up for Drew. Yeah. Always. But it's just that you walked in there, I was like, wow. This is a proper, proper change room here. There's a running theme with some of the players you've spoken about, Fabrice, that um, there are other aspects to their personality yeah. that the rest of the public don't necessarily see. Do you think that happens a lot in football? There's, there, I think now there's a lot of them who we see their personality. I think if you see Mason Madison, well, Ma, Ma, is, it, is it Madison? James, James Madison, Madison, right? That's his personality. You can see him in a football pitch and off pitch, that's the same person. But I see people like Jordan Henderson. I know Jordan. I know Jordan the one in the pitch, I know Jordan away from the pitch, it's a completely different person. Really, yeah. Yeah. You know, you see uh, what's his name? Grealish. He's the same person. There's no different. Mm. You've got people like Deli Ali. Deli's the same person. But you also have people who's thinking, hold on a second, is that? But in the pitch, it's a completely different person. Let's talk about your time in the England under 21s as oh, well. Yeah. Because you were immersed in there at this point. Yeah. What was that like? Was it a different experience? I mean, I played for the national team from uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 and 21. Um, yeah, it's a great experience. Who did you play with? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody that you you know, you think of. Someone yeah. that I do know that yeah. didn't make it to the under-21s because uh, he wasn't that good. Um, was, was Ben good. Parker. Ben is good, good left good footballer. Well, I think, was it was it the under-16s? 16, 16 yeah, yeah. And he said to me, um, I told him I was going to be chatting to you, and he said that all the lads um, in the camp would give you their French homework and you would just do it I for just them. Them. But he <laughs> really? said he was gutted because he was studying Spanish <laughs> so oh. you couldn't do it. Like, it was easy because I, I speak French I just do the homework for them. Did they oh, really just do yeah. that? Just hand it like that homework? Say, oh, that must have been so easy for you. Like, yeah, it's, where is the butcher's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> le boulangerie? <laughs> it's easy that way, you know. I, I always remember, like, we had, uh, I remember when I got to the, to the 21 and we had myself, myself, Mark Noble, uh, Tom Huddleston, Gabby, Theo, Milner. It's a very good team. Yeah. Very, 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 very good team. You know. Huddleston's still playing, isn't he? Yeah, Tom's still playing. I think he played for Man United in the 21, but he's, yeah. I think he's part of the backroom staff, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is good. But I said, you know, to, when you go to the national team, it's almost like it give you that extra boost that, you know what, I, I'm, amongst, I'm here amongst some of the best guys in the country. So, if I want to stay and get a little bit better, then I mean I need to improve my game. Something that everybody knows about you, Fabrice, and that you've spoken about on so many occasions is that event, that mm -hmm. game against Spurs where you suffered the heart attack on yeah. the pitch in 2012 and your heart stopped for 78 minutes. Yeah. When you reflect on that now, how does it make you feel? I mean, um, it's been uh, almost 10 years since the accident happened. I'm very thankful. I'm grateful that I had the best medical staff I could ask or wish for that day. You know, I had an ambulance which was 10 seconds away from me. I had four doctors which was about five seconds away from me. I had a cardiologist in a stand. Uh, like everything was there for me. And obviously to get me from the pitch to the ambulance, the ambulance to the hospital. And obviously the big man up there was looking out for me, mm -hmm. you know, and as I said, I'm very thankful. Behind the back of this accident, there's so much stuff has gone on to improve 
the medical side of it in terms of the heart condition and the heart screen of the players. But it couldn't happen in a better place than a football pitch. Because if this happened in my house, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here. But because it happened in the pitch, as I said earlier, I had the best medical care I can ask and wish for. You know, um, do I, am I sad that it happened? Of course, you, you think, you know, why this is happening, you question yourself. But at the same time, I'm still happy I'm here. I get to spend time with my children. I get to do a lot of different things. So, in, in, all in all, I'm happy that I'm still here, but I'm sad that this thing was, it happened that it took away my career from me. But then, you know, this is a big thing to do. Do you think that, obviously, because of what happened to you, yeah, it meant that football in general woke up to something and focused on it a lot more. So when it happened to somebody like, for example, Christian Eriksen, yeah. they probably knew how to handle yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I think obviously prior to my accident, it was Matt Vivian Foy yeah. that happened to him. I think what happened, because of because my one was so televised and if yeah. you knew about it, so the medical stuff, medical care of the players gone extra in terms of making sure that every single club has the facility, has the access of getting an ambulance in and out of the stadium. There's always, there's always a, you know, paramedic beside the pitch. And obviously, what is great to see that when you when, when you recollect this incident with Christian Eriksson, by the time Eriksson was leaving the pitch, was already awake. Yeah. So because of the medical care that was, you know, tend to him that day. And also, a lot of lads now know how to do CPR. You know, and when Ericsson fell down, it was the captain of the team that was actually the one put him to the side and to start to the CPR on him before the before the medical stuff came to him. How did you feel when you saw Christian Ericsson collapse? You know, I was watching it. I was at a barbecue. I was watching it, and I like, no, it's not happening. Not this time. Huh? No, you you almost start to think the worst. You know, but I was just happy that I was able to you know make that recovery. Yeah, because I mean. Must be a surreal experience yeah. because you obviously you've gone through that. So seeing it on somebody to see else. somebody else, yeah, it's just like you're like you're hoping that it come through. But also, you know, there was a moment where the camera moved and it showed a picture of his wife, wife, which I didn't, it didn't, yeah. wasn't great to see. But you just hope that obviously he's got a young family and you know his wife and there and his mum and dad, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just happy that he's made a recovery and now. He's playing the World Cup as well. For you, is, Fabrice, mm -hmm. when it happened to you. Um, it was all a blur, yeah. I imagine. Can I ask, have you ever watched that back, that clip? Yeah, I've, I've watched it. I, I, I always said I watched it one time and that's it. Really? Yeah. How did it make you feel when you watched it? It's almost like you're in disbelief, it's happening. You know, obviously to see myself falling down and all that stuff. So you're almost like, wow. Because when I woke up in the hospital and they told me it happened, I was like, yeah, good one. I, I didn't believe the doctor. That went, like, wow, yeah. I was like, yeah, good one. He said, no, seriously. I said, no, I'm dead serious. I said, I don't believe you. And he explained to me everything. And uh, obviously, as time went on, the longer I stayed in the hospital, the deeper I felt, I was like, okay, I was in a big, big trouble. Wow. Do you ever think, um, when you reflect on it, do you ever think about where your career would have taken you had that not happened? Um, yeah, I, I think I'll be very far in my career. Uh, I think I'll probably have another year or two, then I retire. Then, but I mean, that's a wish. That's a wishful thinking. But at that particular moment, I felt like I was moving in the right direction. You know, I think I played over two hundred games then in the Premier League. So God knows how many games I will have under my belt then. Has it changed your perspective on life? Yeah, yeah. There's no fear. I don't have no fear at all. If no. I want something, I get it done.
good or bad, I get it done. Yeah. Because you've almost come, sorry to get dark, but because you've almost come so close to yeah. that, are you afraid of it? No. It's going to happen to us anyway, at some point. But just the fact of life. Does it affect the way, because obviously now you do, you coach for yeah. Bolton. Yeah. Right. Does it affect the way you you coach players as well? Um. Has, it, has, has that shaped the way you, no, you handle I, 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 I mean, I'm just more attentive to them. And, and I want to get to know them more, you know, because when you see some of them, and I see so much of myself in them, you want to help them. Mm. You want to give them the best advice as I can. Just do it with their French homework. I, <laughs> do I, I can't do everybody's French homework. I can't. <laughs> I can't be a teacher, a coach, a dad, only one. I can't. It's impossible. Do you know what I could have done with you when I was at school? <laughs> I was all full of French. Yeah. The named one. Which icon would you have on the back of your shirt? It's another Arsenal home kit for Fabrice, this time from 2000 to 2002. It's the Dreamcast kit. Red on the body. The sleeves were white with a black line down the outside. Knight logo, Arsenal badge, red collar. And the name on the back? When this person left Arsenal, and it was in the middle of summer transfer, and I remember this because he came to training, and we trained, I trained the first team, and he never trained. And the next afternoon, we know he was leaving. Um, but I always said, I always said, I want one of his shirt. Couldn't get hold of it. There was too much Vix on it. Was that? <laughs> you could say that, you know. I managed to see him at an event. He said, can I have your shirt? He said, which one? I said, you know, the one that you wore the other day. He said, next time I play, I'll make sure I get it for you. So when he was playing for Juventus, and he made sure he got it for me and signed and sealed and sent over to me. And that's... One of my favourite football shows. Do you not have any of the ones with him at Arsenal? No. Oh my god. Do you do you see Patrick now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He what a player he was though. Like, I mean, uh, whenever I used to see his name on a team sheet, I was like, oh, like if he was playing against like, oh, like, oh not Patrick Vieira. Yeah. Like I think people underestimate how good he really was or forget. Yeah, how good I, I mean, people just focus on him being like a tall, lanky guy who liked to tackle. Yeah. But technically was sound. Sound very good footballer. It was almost like Yaya Tori before Yaya Tori. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. it? Like, oh, I would say that, yeah. yeah. And you used to watch DVDs of him at his time yeah. at Arsenal. Anyone watching this that doesn't know what a DVD is, Google it. So um, what they used to do, they give us like a, your favourite player, they give you a DVD and and they, they will show all everything it does you know, on the ball, off the ball and dribbling, all that kind of stuff. And you would just watch, you just watch it. I, yeah, I used to watch Did you try it. and model your game on him? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. What was one thing that you that you might have seen in training that you never picked up from the DVDs that you thought, I'm going to do that? His, his ability to like, to come at a tight situation where there's, there's like, he's able to have three people around him yeah. to be able to come out of a situation like that. It's not everybody can do it. Yeah. And he's just happy. And for somebody who's tall and mobile enough to be able to do that, that's a good skill. Did yeah. he ever offer you any advice? No, you know what? We, 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 we speak a lot. Um, he just said, go and play a game and enjoy it, you know? And the, you know, the first time I actually met him as an Arsenal young player, we went to uh, in Monaco as an Arsenal academy. At the time, he left. He left well, when he was playing for Cannes in Monaco. So he had a tournament there. So we had PSG, Arsenal, Cannes, all that team there. And our coach said, oh, "We need to introduce you to this, this guy." And the first time, I was like Patrick. I was like, Aww. "Okay, okay, okay." <laughs> I even have a picture in my office to this day. Oh, is really? it? Really? <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what yeah. picture of him was it? It's just me and him talking, uh, and he was. Sat yeah, it's next not just him. a picture of him by yeah. himself. <laughs> a shrine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like him. thirteen yeah. pictures of Patrick. Yeah. Then me and him talking, and we sat in the bench, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Do you obviously he's doing a great job at Crystal Palace? Yes. Yes. Do you ever talk to him about coaching advice and stuff like that now, or? I mean, as as a coach, you want to be your own man. Yeah. You know, I don't understand. I'm great. I'm happy for him, but I'm sure. In my head as well, I want to be able to test myself against him. Yeah. So, you know, I'm happy for him. You can learn one or two things from distance, but when he's in that touchline, there's not many there anymore now. Yeah, is it? So, with the coaching thing, do you, yeah. how far do you want to take it? Do you want to be a... I mean, it's, it'll be a little bit light to me if I say to you here, like, oh, I don't want to be a coach. I think every footballer, every expert will want to be, will want to be testing the opportunity. I think that's the best thing from after you stop playing football, is to coach a team. Really? That's what I think. I think because you want to show that you can do half the stuff that everybody's doing. <laughs> yeah. As a player or as a coach, you, you you also want to show that you are capable of carrying this guy forward. Mm -hmm. And I think if an opportunity come around, of course you say yes to it. Yeah. Why not? You want to pass on your knowledge. You want to show yourself what you're capable of doing. You never know to, unless you try. Sure. You know. So if what kind of manager would you be on the touchline? Are you going to be <laughs> in a suit? Nah, is it going to be the tracksuit? Or are we going to see designer gear from you, <laughs> like head to toe Fabrice Mwamba, like in, nah, I, I, in, in I LV? Those old days of manager coming in wearing suit, I think those are gone now. I think you can see how Pep dressed, you see how the guy Man United dressed, Ten Hag, and the guy Leeds, he's as casual as he come anyway. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's completely different. So Ten Hag dresses like a naughty schoolboy. You know, he's like like they wear the trainers with the yeah. with the blazer and stuff. They've gone yeah. a bit rogue. Yeah, like yeah. he like yeah. he looks like he'd have got in a detention every day for yeah. uniform. Like, is that how you're gonna be? No, I mean I'll have trim like Big Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, no, I mean just jeans and, and a top and t-shirt. I say and a hat. So I say. Fabrice, is it enough. harder to play or coach? You know what? You have new respect for coach. It's harder to coach. Those kids are different nowadays. Uh, <laughs> Why? No, they're just different. Kids know it all. Do we, because when you were coming up, did you have to clean boots and stuff? Were yeah, you still yeah. doing that? I don't think they do it now. Yeah, but I they don't do that anymore, do, do they? Do you think I, football misses that? They, there's a, a lot of aspect of the game where you feel like, why they stopped doing it? But I feel like they still need to be able to do that kind of stuff because you, you appreciate it more. You know, Even though, yeah, you're washing somebody's boot. I prefer to wash a first-team player's boot than to wash my own boot. Because at the end of the day, yeah. the first-team player will say, I'll give you a tip. What do you want for Christmas? That's what, that's what you look forward to. But now they don't do it, so... they got a Range Rovers at 17. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst part of it. Do you, I mean, obviously, like, Vieira, just going back to Vieira, he was phenomenal. Do you feel like the game's missing players like him now? The, the game has gone past the Yaya Toure way, the Patrick way. It's more like everybody's so neat and tidy. Everybody wants to play simple. There's not many people who play with freedom who want that intensity of getting up and down, you know. The game is so... Everybody plays like a robot nowadays. I hate it. Everybody's just Fabrice, so, I don't like him. <laughs> Everybody so it's just nobody wants to just free themselves and just do it. How do you reckon we can get that back though? It's very difficult. Why has it changed game. so much, do you think? Sports science has got involved a lot. I tell you what, the nerds ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Sports science has got involved a lot and has, has made it very you know, the same people only can train for a couple of hours or for like forty five minutes. So you're like What's the point? Mm. You know, and that's... Oh, do they put limits on it now? Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. So if you play on a Saturday and you play 90 minutes and you're, say you're, you covered about 12 kilometers 12 kilometer for whole 90 minutes, 
So on a Monday, I've done about six. Let's put it. There. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm doing twelve. So on, on a Monday, be like, you know, listen, today we just wanted to take it easy. You know, train about thirty-five minutes, and that's it. Yeah, because they want to keep you fresh for next for the for next game. Thirty-five minutes. Yeah, even yeah. I could do that. Yeah. But they want to keep you fresh. But because the game is so intense, they want to keep mm. you fresh. But I just feel like it's nonsense. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Waste well, of time. Really, but because. Isn't that meant to like prevent injuries and stuff like that, isn't it? But do you not think if you don't train, you're gonna get injured? No, I know. I'm 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 just trying to figure out what what the sports <laughs> science guys are saying. Yeah, like to me, it's like why are you gonna let me not train? Because at some point, I'm gonna have to train. So what happens if I train that day? I got injured. Who's to blame here now then? Yeah, you know. Is there any team in the Premier League whose style of play you look at and think that's a little more old school? Brentford, when it when it got long to mm. when it got long. To Aventon, yeah, that's proper, proper British football. Yeah. Yeah. Go long, <laughs> talisman. Uh, that's proper Big Sam style. We go long, we play from them. And but people talk about Big Sam, right? Yeah. Negatively sometimes, I think quite unfairly. Mm -hmm. But didn't he bring in a lot of sports science? Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, Sam Sam was ahead of everybody in terms of sports science. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sam was. We, we, we even when I left, we had about we had more backroom staff then than players. Really, really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What just like physios? Physio. And... We had a masseur. We had a Japanese massage guy there. We had a guy who was doing yoga for us. Um, we had an acupuncture guy there as well. Yeah. Incredible. I see, and that's the thing people wouldn't, wouldn't really. Yeah, Sam was. They wouldn't think he was that forward thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. Sam was. Uh, the, the, actually, the guy who's looking after Arsenal boys now is a from Bolton guy. Oh, days, is yeah. it okay? Uh, Fabrice, it's obviously a Christmas special today, yes. so I've got to ask you. What have you asked for for Christmas? God, man. Arsenal to win the Premier League? That's definitely a wish list. Is it going to happen? I hope it does. No, do you really, think it will? Really, 90% yes. Yeah. I need 100% from you, Fab, man. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give me this 90%. 90%. Like, listen. I feel like if they beat Man City, which that game that was postponed because of obviously the Queen passed away. Yeah. If they beat Man City, ain't nobody touching Arsenal. I I I am hundred percent. You think? It. Don't you think they need to like maybe invest nah, in nah, January? No, 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 no. The you, team you, is good. The no, team but, is that good. Where would you add, if anywhere though? The scoring goal for midfielder scoring goals, strikers are scoring goals, defender scoring goals. And you got one of the best goalkeepers. So what would you want? Would you want? I think Pep is kicking himself because to sell Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus to that, that's how Arsenal sell one person to Man United. And look what happened that year when Van Persie went to Man United. Yeah, of course, mm. yeah. You have to admit, they've been the best team in the league so far. They've been wonderful. They've been the best team in the league. They've been great been to watch. They have been great to watch. So you're happy with the manager? Oh, I mean, I'll tell you, 10, a lot of people around. To the point where even Arsenal fan TV are now welcome to Arsenal. Before they went, we weren't really that. Were you, were you ever like, did, was there at one point where you were like, oh, Teta might not be the man? All of us were. We weren't sure, yeah. Like, especially the year, year last year, when the first game against yeah. Brentford, they got peppered. You're like, oh. Yeah. Ooh. They got peppered. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is not good. But he looks like he's. Beside the game against Man United, they've done a job for everybody. How would you describe Arteta's style, pitch style, his dress? Oh, very dapper. It's, it's always it's, it's slick. He, he, yeah, he is. He, he, he sort of dressed like a shift manager at Zara. <laughs> God. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> and on that note, Fabrice Mwamba, thank you so much for joining us, man. Oh, Thanks thank for coming you. in today.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, all we ask is for you to tell a friend, give us a review or a rating, and subscribe to get the episodes as they're released. Thanks to ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. If you want to watch the episode, check out our YouTube page. This has been Stripped, brought to you by William Hill. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly.